Welcome to B2B Craftworks, a podcast about business writing. When I was first getting started as a writer, I was absolutely mystified by this phenomenon where people I saw on social media or in their lists got gifts from their clients. Like not even just paychecks, but actual presents showing up in the mail. And I felt really left out or I felt really clueless that surely I'm missing out on something if there's some kind of relationship where people would be so happy to be working with me that they, like, after paying the paycheck, sent you something in the mail. That was crazy. But now I could look around and see some pretty sweet swag from clients. Um, A gift card at the holidays here and there, a surprise thank you note, and coffee treat in the mail. Um, My favorite is a baby onesie that was branded or a branded tote from that company that I still use as a lunch bag. And I'll tell you, I can remember a very specific thing that caused this to happen for me. I niched. Now, there's a battle for niching going on in the world. Ashley Gaynor's new course, Copy Confidential, is all about not niching, and it's incredibly valuable. I'm just, I happen to be on the niche side. That's fine, whether you want to go one way or the other. But I think what niching did for me was open a way for me to create client relationships in general that were more valuable, um, that let me be more invested in the client's work, and then they responded by being more invested in me. So the more I thought about it, I think there were three or four things that really helped me become a more giftable writer, because it's really not about the swag, like it's, it's just really not, like a bag is a bag. But to me, that represents being the kind of writer that provides so much value and good work and is so appreciated that people's gratitude overflows into that kind of gesture. And who does not want that? Whether you're a freelancer, where that means job stability, or you're in-house, where that means you're attracting people and you know showing your value, um, just who doesn't want that? So there's four things that I want to talk about today. And the first is to stop monkeying around. If you've ever been a newbie, you know this feeling, you're just a writer monkey. People have a topic for their blog, they send it to you, you write it, you get paid. That basically describes my first online writing experience, writing $10 and $15 personal finance articles for blogs. I loved that. Probably one of my most proud moments was cashing that $10 into my first PayPal account where I realized someone would actually pay me for the written word. It was incredible. I rejoiced over that thing. But if you want to work up the pay scale into $500,000 articles, especially in the B2B space where you're getting into more complex topics, more complex technology, you have to scale the value that you're bringing to the client. You have to stop being that gopher. You need to understand the why behind what you're doing and why they'd pay you for it. And I think that comes down to understanding some of those secrets behind a marketing mindset. What does a HR technology product marketer want? What are they building their marketing funnel out of? You'll hear words like tofu, bofu, and mofu for the different parts of the marketing funnel. 
the more you can understand things like that and then position yourself to maybe not offer advice, but certainly feedback or pushback on those ideas, the more you're showing that you're invested in your people and their success for their job. And that's what's going to make them really grateful to have you as a partner. The next point I started thinking about was showing up as a person. So I think that the writer monkey mentality can have you trying to get in there and get out without causing any friction. I think especially when I first started, I I was almost afraid people would realize they were paying me. And so I tried to, you just really quickly show up, do the job, take the money and run, like try to get things through the door as quickly as possible. And that's part of why it's important to niche and part of why you can't scale the quantity, it's better to scale the quality of what you're doing. If you try to scale the quantity of what you're doing, you're going to burn out really quickly. So it's a lot more efficient and profitable for both you and your client or the brand you work for to scale your quality and really invest in learning your craft. So showing up as a person to me meant that once I was more intentional about slowing down, getting on the phone, even though, you know, I really didn't like that at first, um, being actually present as a person and showing gratitude through email or even sending my own client gifts, that energy came back to me because people could tell I was investing in that relationship and not just trying to send a $10 article, get paid and run away. In practice, this could look like sending voicemail clips through email. I've heard of some writers having really good success with that. I really love creating custom GIFs on Jiphy.com, G-I-P-H-Y.com of you smiling or waving. Um, You can customize it with cute little images, but anything that's gonna show your personality. I also love connecting with clients or subject matter experts I've interviewed on LinkedIn and just liking the crap out of everything they put out there because you know how good that feels when people like your stuff. So when you can put that energy in and do that for other people, you're building that personal relationship. Really anything you can do to bridge the digital divide and be more of a person to them, uh, a teammate who happens to be a contractor, it builds that relationship and builds that gratitude. So the next thing is building your network. So we all know what it's like when we hop on LinkedIn and we have a new connection, they didn't send a message, and you kind of roll your eyes and think, I don't think this is going to be worth it. But then you look at that little line that tells you who you have in common. And the names that show up there are very important. (laughs) They can decide whether you're connecting with someone or not. And I think the relationship you have with a client is the same way, where it's really human nature to... I can't think of a better word than assess, but assess people's worth by who they know. It's just a really natural inclination where if you guys have your best friend in common, it lends some of that personal capital to that person and you can you know, welcome them into a relationship a bit more. And I think business relationships are the same thing. It's just that writers often come into this relationship with no other capital. So building your network going vertical with you know people above you and below you. So clients, marketing managers, and brands that can hire you, VAs or people you could hire to work on your website, and then going horizontal. So graphic designers in the space, website people, tech and IT people, security, analytics, other writers who are in your niche, um, subject matter experts you've interviewed. Building a network 
is bringing your substance as a professional business person who can contribute to other people and therefore receive those contributions back. And I think that is where a lot of the value can come from niching, where those relationships are more natural and they happen more naturally because you are navigating something that you're all curious about. And that is a perfect lead-in to the final point, I think, which is being curious. Curiosity is such an important theme for success in writing or business in general because you really don't have to be an expert or a notable thinker on something to interest people or be interesting. You just have to be really curious and thoughtful. In a client relationship, this might look like getting on the phone. Again, I know, I really hated that at first too and talking about their strategy. You don't have to be a strategist to do this, but you can ask why they made certain choices. Where did this editorial theme come from? Have you considered blank or have you tried blank? And just like that, you are more valuable because you're giving them space to think about what's important to them and make a better plan for what they're doing. My favorite example happened really recently. I'm in some industry groups, and one of them is for an HR tech product. It's called like Lattice by People or Chief People or something like that. So I was working with an LMS company, Learning Management System, and I asked them if they've ever thought of doing something like that to build their own community. So this isn't something that would work for everyone, but this company in particular has such happy and loyal customers that it just suddenly struck me what a great investment of time that'd be for them to put a community together for those people to support each other. And right away, that was something they're very excited about and they're going to think about. And this isn't new work for me. This isn't, uh, I'm not selling Slack groups or anything like that. But I really care about their people and helping their marketing be a success. And that energy comes back to me in loyalty. I also think curiosity gets at that fact that there's literally only two or three people in the world who really feel like they know what they're doing all of the time. So if you can be that curious, well-informed, thoughtful person who's asking questions and creating space for building connection, that connection's going to happen. That empty space will get filled. And you, you don't have to know more than you know right now to do that. So these are some thoughts on how to build relationships so good that brands send you presents. And if this happens for you, if you take any of this advice, please reach out and tell us. For now, I'm really excited about the guests that we have lined up for April and May. Some people who I'm just surprised they say yes. I'm constantly surprised people are saying yes to talk about this really nerdy, cool stuff in B2B writing. So to stay on top of those people coming out, you can stay subscribed here. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, wherever you get your news. And the most important thing is to be on that email list where you will get updates about what's happening in the industry and an invite to the special group that we're going to start making in the next month or two. Thanks for listening.